Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and then we're going to do a, 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 an awesome message. We're starting a new series tonight. Anybody know what the name of the new series is called? What does the Bible say about blank? That's it. I'm literally going to talk about what you guys filled out on your pieces of paper. Not all of them, but I'm going to choose a topic tonight that you guys popularly voted. You said, I want to know about this. That's what I'm going to talk about tonight. Okay, I'm going to pray. You guys ready? All right. Close your eyes, bow your heads, hats backwards. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time, God, that we could uh, get together, have fun outside. Lord, uh, we're not afraid of the time change. We embrace it. Thank you that we get to have a free light outside, get to have fun out there, um, and whatever team won. <laughs> I pray that um, it was the team that I was on. Wait, I wasn't playing. Uh, Jesus, thank you for this time, God. Um, may we concentrate and have open minds, open hearts for um, the message that you want us to listen to tonight, God. Um, I pray I can effectively communicate it, God, this, this important issue that's on all, everybody's uh, mind that we're always conscious and aware of. And I, I pray that we can, you can reveal truth in your word tonight, God, and we can concentrate and be open to that, Lord. Thank you for each and every person in this room. Bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Okay, cool. So tonight, opening night of what does the Bible say about blank? I'm going to talk about being rich. Being rich. This was a thing that you guys popularly voted and said, I want to know about being rich. I want to know what the Bible right here, I want to know what God's word says about being rich. Okay? Money. I'm talking about money. Okay? Money. A lot of you want to know, what's it like? Like, what does the Bible say? Is it okay? Is it wrong? Okay? Is it, is it a sin to have a lot of money? Is money in general just bad? Like, what does the Bible say? Because maybe a lot of you guys know what the earth says about, what, about money, but maybe you don't know what the Bible says. So I researched it. I looked it up. Okay? I got some cool stories to tell you about my own personal experience with money, okay, and wealth. <laughs> okay? So, money. What does the Bible say about money? Let's go to the first verse, John. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. How many of you know we were in Matthew chapter 7 last week? So this works out perfect. We're just going backwards. So Jesus is doing the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is talking about treasures in heaven. Okay, I'm going to read this. Ready? Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin can destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Amen. That's Jesus' words. It's the word of God. 
It's Jesus when he was alive, standing on, his, standing on a mountain, giving the greatest speech of all time that he was going to give in his entire life and his entire ministry. This is one of the things he talked about. So, you guys think the Bible is really old book? It is. It was written really, is, 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 it is old. But is it relevant? Yeah, definitely. The Bible's definitely relevant. The way Jesus wrote it there, we can clearly, we can clearly understand. You can clearly understand and see that Jesus talks a lot about money. Why? Because it's on our heart. Because it was, it was popular back then. It's been popular ever since its existence. It's, it's going to continue being popular. So Jesus gives us this great teaching about don't store treasures up in heaven. He talks about how you can't serve two masters. So here's the thing about money. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's just money. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's just money. And then say out loud, it's just money. It's just money. Say it again, it's just money. 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 No, you guys need to, no, 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 you guys need to say this. Shh. It's just money. It's just money. It's just money. Because that's what it is. It's just money. When you, when you find yourself totally concentrated on money and trying to get more of it, write it down, whatever you do, write it down, give yourself a reminder, ingrain that into your head. It's just money. Because it is. It's just money. Come on. Paper money <laughs> has dead presidents on it. You can't, we're not supposed to worship that. Come on, it's just paper, you guys. It's just money. That's the important thing. Don't build it up. Don't put money on a pedestal. Here's the deal. God is fully aware of our need, or sorry, of our, of our, yeah, of our need for money. But God knows that it's just money. But he knows we need it. And God has full plans. This is what the Bible says. God has full plans to give us enough so that we can use it. He has plans for us to use it. Plans to use it for good. Plans to be generous with our money. God also commands. He's not demanding. He's commanding us. He's advising us. He's commanding us to tithe our money. Anybody know what the definition of tithe means? Tithing? is to give the first 10% of your fruit, of your money, to God. You give it back to God. So 10%. So I'm terrible at math, but let's say I made a dollar for working. How much, do I, how much does God say I need to give to the church? 10 cents. That's it. Valerie, when was the first time you tithed to your church? How old were you? 16. What grade were you in? Junior, the first time I ever heard about what tithing was, was when I was in sixth grade. And I worked at a surf shop, and I did surf lessons, and I gave some money that I made to the church in sixth grade. 
not very much. I was only making a little bit. It doesn't matter about how, it doesn't matter about the, the large amounts. It, it just mattered that I gave. When I got a paycheck, it became, it became like a new habit. It became a new excitement that I got to do. Okay, I'm going to give back in to what God is doing. And from there on out, I'm going to start trusting God with my finances. God wants us to trust him with our finances. Your finances are a huge part of it. You're a huge part of your life. And God knows that. He's fully aware for your need for money. But remember, it's just money. It's just money. The Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be given to you. God plans to feed us, to clothe you, to give you what you need and more. But the key is we got to seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. So God understands our, our need for money. And he gives us resources and blesses us to get money. Yeah, a job. Even though it's, work is hard, it's tough, maybe it's not fun for a lot of people. But God gives us the ability and he gives us resources to be able to go to work and get money so that we can pay for things. So God's fully in that. So nowhere in the Bible does it say that money all by itself, money is evil. Because money is not evil. Wealth is not evil. Worshiping it, letting it be your master is evil. That's where evil comes into play. Okay? You guys clear on that? Money can become, if you, let it be, if you let money, if you start worshiping it and you let money become your only concentration, your only master in your life, money can actually become a tool for the enemy. He can use that money for bad things, to fund corruption, evil things. Starts like greed in your heart, like I'm just gonna harbor, I'm gonna keep all the money that I have. I'm not giving to the church, no way, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna keep my money, I'm not giving anybody. I'm not gonna give to the poor or the needy or anything. I'm just gonna more, I need more, I need more money, I need more money. It just starts to take over. And then you start to refuse to give, you refuse to tithe, and then that money is your master. That money is a tool for the enemy. You can have a lot of money. There are tons of characters in the Bible. Come on. There's tons of characters in the Bible that God blessed them to be very wealthy. So if you're wondering about being rich, is being rich evil? No. Not at all. God blessed one of the, one of the most, what does it say? Solomon, the son of David, was one of the richest, probably the most rich, richest person on planet Earth to have ever lived. And he's in the Bible. God blesses some people. He chooses some people and lets them be very wealthy. Yeah. And then he gives them resources and opportunities to use that money for good. He gives us all kinds of warnings about it too. He talks, Jesus talks about, don't let it, don't, don't serve it. Don't, don't worry about storing up earthly things for the robbers to steal and Mods, I mean, come on. Like, if you put money out, it's going to eventually disintegrate. If you think about it, you cannot take any earthly thing with you to heaven when you die. When people are laying on their deathbed, you guys, they are not worried. 
think John's talked about this before. They are not worried about how much money is in their bank account. They're not worried about the cars that's in their garage. They're not worried about those things because that's not what matters. So what matters on your deathbed should matter right now. Family. Most of the time, it's always family. That you didn't love somebody enough. That you didn't spend enough time with somebody. That's what it is most of the time. Let's go to Proverbs 23. You guys doing good? Yeah? This is what the Bible says. Proverbs 23. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches, and then they are gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off in the sky like an eagle. Okay, so when, when I read that, I was like, okay, when I get my paycheck every month, thank you, Lord, but when I get my paycheck every month, that thing loves to just fly right out of my bank. Yeah, as fast as it goes in, as fast as it goes out. But amen, thank you, God, that I have money coming in, right? And I do good things with it. First of all, I tithe, give to the church, but then that money just starts to sprout and take off. It just starts to fly away really, really fast. So why would I wear myself out on just wanting to have more and more and more? I've learned, and I want you guys to learn this, even right now where you are, when you start getting money, when you start getting a job, whatever it is, you work for your grandma, whatever it is, when you have some kind of money income, you can give your first fruits. It doesn't matter if it's 10 cents to church. That's what God has for you. You can start giving right there. And let God take care of your finances. Page two. Don't waste your time chasing earthly treasures, you guys. Money can't buy you friends. It can't buy you happiness. Anybody ever heard that? Money can't buy you friends. Money can't buy you love. There's a movie after that. Okay, so I have a cool story. When I was in high school, I was a sophomore in high school. I worked at Spencer's Fresh Market in Morro Bay. Yeah? Anybody been to Spencer's? I was a box boy. You've been there? I was a box boy, courtesy clerk. Thank you very much. Making, I think I was making like $7.50 or $6.50 an hour or something, sophomore year. Gas was a nickel. Just kidding. I'm not that old. Jesus, waste. Come on. So I was bagging groceries, and I had a buddy. His name is Travis. He's just, you know, he's going to Cuesta. He's going to college, right? Just an average, good, nice guy and everything like that. He was, a, he was addicted. I'm just going to say this. He was addicted to playing the lottery. Not good. I watched him throw so much money away. Honestly, he would get his paycheck. He would go to the ATM. He would like insert it. He'd get the cash out and he'd walk over to the, the lottery thing. And so he had an addiction and he knew it. And he's like, dude, I wish I wouldn't play. I wish I, wish I wouldn't play. I blow so much money. It just floats away. It's just gone. I put it in this machine. It's gone. I was like, dude, that's pointless. So I'm not a, I come from a family that does not play the lottery. I'm not, it's all good if you, if you do, it's all good, but we don't play the lottery with our money, we just, we just play the, the Jesus, we play the church, we just, we just do that with our money and we're good, I don't, I don't, I'm good with what I have, I'm good. So anyways, here's a, here's a story, my buddy Travis, it's like late at night, we're about to close, and my buddy Travis is scratching one of the scratchers, right, there's excitement in that, if you've ever got one of those, right, you're scratching because you're like, today's the day, it's going to be me, I'm going to win, right, and he's scratching, he's like, oh. All right, next one. Scratching. Oh, man. I'm just like, dude, look at this guy. He's blowing all of his money on these scratchers. Come on. And he's scratching, and all of a sudden, 
And he like passes out on the ground. He's out. He was like the cashier. What? He was like the checker. He's out on the ground, like white, just pure white. And I was like, Travis, you all right, dude? Are you all right? And I come up to him and I like shake him. I'm not kidding you guys. This is no joke. I shake him. I'm like, Travis, you all right? And he wakes up and he's like, I won. I won. I won. I won. I won. And he like has the scratcher. And we're like, what'd you win? What'd you win? And he's like, I scratched $100,000. He won $100,000 on a scratcher at Spencer's Fresh Market in Morro Bay. 100 G. That's a lot of money. 100 G. Right? So my buddy Travis... He's like, dude, everything's going to change. I'm so, I'm so pumped. I got plans. Oh, man, this is going to be awesome. Woo! Yeah, sweet. So he, he was able to get it cashed, cashed like really fast, like a week. And he got his money after taxes. He, got a, he, got a, he scratched $100,000. After taxes, he got $74,000. He wanted it all in one thing, and they took out all those taxes, and he got 74, 74 grand. All for just scratching a $2 scratcher. Okay? So my buddy Travis, step one, quits his job. Follow me. He quits his job. He buys his parents a Ford Mustang. He buys himself a brand new Toyota Tundra. He buys himself a dirt bike. He moves out of his parents and into a house and starts renting it. Signs up for a year lease. Travis starts dating a girl who had an addiction to coach purses. So he buys her like five of those or something like that. <laughs> Travis bought some remote control cars that went like 80 miles an hour and ran off of nitrous. Travis bought a cruise that him and his girlfriend and family could go on. In two weeks, my buddy Travis burnt $74,000 and more because he signed a lease for a year, and he had car payments. He burned $74,000 in two weeks. Gone. He didn't get a financial advisor. He didn't ask his parents. He just bought, he bought, he bought, he bought, he bought. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. He quit his job. He didn't want it anymore. He was done. He thought this money that he just got was like the answer to all of his problems in the world and everything, and so he just spent all of it. <clears throat> he works at Costco now. And now when I see him and I talk to him, if I ever bring it up and I'm like, hey, do you remember when you, when you won $100,000? Because I was there. Because I, I love telling the story. Because I was there. I saw his face turn white. Like I saw a guy go from minimum wage to $100,000 in a simple scratch. Right? And now when I talk to him now, you know what he says? He's like, dude, you have no idea how much trouble that money caused me. You have no idea. I'm still dealing with, like, my um, credit score and debt and stuff is <laughs> terrible. He had to, like, get a whole different job because he quit his job, and there was more trouble than when it started, and he's like, dude, I wish I... And he doesn't play the lottery anymore. He was addicted after he won, and then he lost all that. and So he scratched $100,000, and it caused him so much trouble. So sometimes if you put all your concentration where you can get out of this, if you put all your concentration into money, sometimes if you do get that money, it can cause you a whole lot more trouble. You've heard of people who have won like $10 million or $10 billion or whatever, like whatever. Most of the time they have a hard time because they don't know what to do with all that money. 
You don't need that. Money, here it is. Money is a great resource, but it's just money. Cool? It's just money. God knows you need it. He's going to give it to you. Let's do um, Ecclesiastes. I'm going to give you a couple verses, and then we're done. You guys good? So Ecclesiastes. Okay, this is what the Bible says, and we're going to finish. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This is too meaningless. Yeah. Amen. I got, I got nothing else. <laughs> That's good. The Bible's, the Bible's teaching right now. Next. Hebrews. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. We were just talking about being content last week. There you go. Keep your lives free of that. These are all the warnings that God's trying to warn us with. He's warning us to keep your lives free from the love of money and just be content with where you are. God's going to take care of you and he's never going to leave you and he's never going to forsake you. That's great. What's the next one? It's Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, a young pastor, a young youth pastor like guy. Paul says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from their faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Yeah? This verse gets really mixed. A lot of people start to say, oh, money is the root of all evil. No, 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 no. It's mixed up. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Correction. That's what, this is what the Bible says. A lot of people say, oh, did you hear that the Bible says money is, all, is the root of all evil? No, no, no. No, no. Wrong. It's taken out of context. This is how it is. This is what the scripture says. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Clear? Cool. Next one, John. Here, this is a good one. This is the last one. Tell those rich in this world, or in this world's wealth, to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God who piles on all the riches we could ever manage to do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they do that, they'll build a treasury that will last. Gaining life is, gaining life, this is truly life. Cool. <laughs> That's the Bible teaching right there. I just typed in money. What does the Bible say about money? Boom. There it is. There's plenty of verses right there where Jesus talks about money. So here's the end thing. It's just money. Yeah? It's just money. Money can be a great resource. We should respect it. We should manage it wisely. And God knows we need it, and he has plans for us to use that for good. So God is in that. It's not evil to be rich. It's not evil to be wealthy. Money is not evil. It's the love of money. It's the worshiping of it. It's putting anything ahead of God that becomes evil. Let God be your master. Not paper money. Be rich in the spirit. What, is it, what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? Anybody? Anybody? 
some su suggestions. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom. Tithing. Personal relationship with Christ. Praying. Reading the Bible. Reading his word. Asking God. What version is the easiest version of the Bible to read? I would say probably NIV or the message. What's the best version of the Bible to read? Any version. Just read it. Just read it. Just read it. Cool? It's just money. Everybody say it one more time because you really got to get this. It's just money. That's it. That's all it is. Do you keep?